3: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
2: you got big topics this week.
3: Yeah. Well, you kind of got to it, you know, in in the uh,
2: pre-show. Well, yeah, but we get to do it again. Pretend I didn't say anything, and then you introduce the topic or topics as, (laughs) as you would like, and then we'll take it from there.
3: So here's the part that might tie a little bit of it together that I forgot, I forgot to talk about, forgot to mention. <laughs> <laughs> Just mind, oh, I was laughing.
2: <laughs> you're reminding me of the sitcoms where they're trying to defuse a bomb, and it says, cut the red wire, but first cut the blue wire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. So, so here's the thing. Like Now, science and religion are beginning to agree. Well, they, to me, they always did. Always, no matter, even when I was on the most traditional side of the side of the street, I always thought that there was a point or an intersection of science and religion. But nobody liked it. <laughs> I couldn't prove it. So, you know, I let it rest. Now it's a thing. And it's just making total sense. However, there's still that points that... I don't want to say don't don't agree. I think they agree we just need to understand how. Mm-hmm. So from that it's the big bang and I mentioned to you that I do not understand it in detail. You know, I understand it like anybody else who went to class and did their homework and paid attention. I got about <laughs> that much information from the big bang, but also the creation story, the seven days. So the big bang seems like this mass chaos of something that just happened and, you know, confetti and creation just <laughs> happened how it happened, as opposed to the creation story in the scripture. Everything was very orderly, happened, you know, one, two, three. So since I know that there's a point at which there is agreement, I'm trying to find it.
2: Okay. Um, I think the first part is the perspective from which the story is being told. Now, we will we will talk more about the Big Bang and what that means and uh, what the physicists say about it. Uh, and by the way, in the opening line of The Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes, closing in on 100 years ago, wrote, we all look forward to the day when science and religion will walk hand in hand into the future. And that was in 1938. <laughs> 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 and he was right. I mean he was you know he was a contemporary with uh, uh with the some of the big physicists and the people who were doing all that theoretical work and they were starting to talk about quantum physics then. And that's continues to be what he's talking about. The the idea of how the story is told. Uh we just had new neighbors move in next door and the story of them and their new house is very different than the story of the first people who moved into that house Mm
0: -hmm. in
2: 1950. Because in 1950, the story included clear-cutting the lot and bulldozers and concrete foundations and production and construction schedules and so forth, uh, and then eventually included putting furniture in the place. The new people story doesn't include any of that construction stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it includes it. shopping and and negotiating and then hiring a moving company. So their creation story is different than the creation story. Mm. And the, <laughs> the creation story in the Bible, in the beginning there was darkness and void and God said, let there be light. That takes place about 6,000 years ago if mm-hmm. we are following those timelines. Well, the Big Bang could have been 14.2 billion years ago, and we only think that based on Newtonian physics because that's how far back we can see. There's no light that has been traveling more than 14.2 billion years that we can see. So if, in fact, that was a bang and that's the the physical, the Newtonian physics explanation is the right one, it's 14.2 billion years. Might be longer. Might not even be relevant. Doesn't matter. If you have a lead up that's fourteen point two billion years, and you tell the story from the last six thousand years, it's a moving-in story.
3: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: <laughs> it's it's not a creation. It's a moving-in story.
3: You know what? From my perspective, where I said, like, they the brought the broadcast is over. <laughs> 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 all this time thinking about this, and here you come and sum it up with a move-in story.
2: <laughs> well, does that make sense?
3: I mean, it makes perfect sense. It really does, because it just makes sense.
2: And if it turns out that, that we're living on a planet that didn't actually have any land, and we wound up having gills and fins rather than hands and the stuff that we're doing, and we were able to evolve ourselves to the point where we're controlling our environment— It'd be a completely different creation story, mm-hmm. you know. In the beginning, God said, "Let there be water." <laughs> it turns out that's the important thing for us. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you had told me the the
3: move-in story in the pre-show,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see, you thought I gave it away. Yeah, you thought I, did. I gave it away. In the, I didn't. No, there's there's nuance.
3: Okay. So I, I can accept
2: that. All right. All right. So, so we are going to move on to the pivot.
3: Yes. Because the wow. pivot is, yes. That okay. was, the, I don't think we ever exhausted anything that quickly.
2: Well, you were, you were ready. You wanted, you wanted a, a summary answer and you didn't think it was possible. And there I was <laughs> with an idea. And by the way, I hadn't thought of the, the move-in story before. But just the, the vastly different time scales. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's how these tie together. Because if we're looking at history as 14.2 billion years, or if we're looking at history as what it says in scripture, they're two different stories. And here's, here's the tie-in. We're going to talk about the pivot. When we start, stop paying attention to that one and start paying attention to this one, different things become possible. It is possible that both stories are true. It's also possible that both stories are the same thing.
3: Okay, so now you lost me. Both stories are true. I can see that in terms of timeline, the way we perceive time. I can, mm-hmm. I can see that. Because in the from the Big Bang to the uh, creation story, as, as in the Bible, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm good with that. It doesn't matter all that much. It's just nice to make the tie or the connection. Um, for me, some people don't care. That's all right. But now if you're going to go even further, I'm not sure about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, If there were somebody in biblical times who knew something that nobody else knew, and Mm -hmm. you can make it anything, how to fly a 747 or how to make an iPhone or, you know, something, you know, so far advanced, if it's somebody who understood quantum physics mm-hmm. in those days, there wasn't any language for it. They would sit there with all these great ideas in their head and have no way of explaining it. So, if in fact somebody were aware of the singularity and the uh, that there was that big bang, that oneness from which everything came, and it's just that one expanding, they might say it as in the beginning there was darkness and void, and God. The one said, be something, and there is. And that's a description of the creative process. And that's the same way that whatever it was that caused everything to start coming into existence in the Big Bang story, it's the same moment of creation. It's just that the scriptural one skips a whole lot of time between the first bang and the creatures populating the earth or there being an earth.
3: (laughs) That is... Amazing the way you just described that. Because it you could see that it happened at it's all one story, which is the word that comes up all the time, is just mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. So it's a perspective, and it explains how everything could have actually happened at the same time. Just kind of how you how you express it or how you see it, which just it just came to me when you said that.
2: <laughs> um, a teaching moment. I love that.
3: Yeah. It, it, I'm I'm kind of blown away about it, you know, and I was giving it a second while you were talking, just absorb it so I can think about it later the way you said it. But yeah, I can see that because one of the things I was thinking of when you were speaking was the word evolution. Mm. And I really, really like that idea of evolution, not just You know, the evolution of mankind or humankind and how we went from one thing to another thing, but how we go from uh, awareness or one level of consciousness to another to another. And I remember the very one of the very first classes that I took with you. It took, I had no clue what you were saying. And I said, <laughs> I am not stopping. I'm not going to stop this class asking these questions, but I'll figure it out as we go. And actually, I did not figure it out as we go. I figured it out uh, in the ensuing year or so, I think. <laughs> but but specifically, what you were saying is, I think it was Christ consciousness and how we go You're up. Uh, then you go down and you know, and we like to think of our our level of Christ' consciousness or our maturity in spirituality as just continuing to be up up and graduating but it's it's evolution it's it's mm-hmm. not just going up and it's evolution, and things happen which causes things to evolve or unfold something has to happen. you agree with that
2: um Time has to happen. Time There's an opportunity ha- for something to happen, and then something happens. And yeah. sometimes it's exactly what we were planning, and sometimes it's something completely different. But something's always happening. Yes. Stuff happens.
3: Stuff happens, and it, like, piques your understanding or your awareness of something, or it brings you mm-hmm. into consciousness. Something happened. It, it, it could have been a big tragedy or just a little something. And I, that's why I call that evolution. You know, we mm-hmm. are evolving. And I think that is so important to just slow down and be grateful and appreciative and understanding of what's happening in our world, in, in our particular world, um, because we're constantly evolving. So um, this has been a an enormously stressful year for me. I mean, mm-hmm. crazy stressful. And I can't think of, I was trying to say, has this been the worst year you've been through, the most? you know, stressful year. And I think in terms of so many things happening at one time, yes, you know, mm. had stressful crap happen, but to have so many things happen at one time. And the only, the, the best coping mechanism for me is to think about evolution. And this is happening, this is happening, what's unfolding, this is happening. And I take it slow. Mm. Well, that's just me. But I thought about the Big Bang, right? I said, is this the big bang <laughs> in my
2: world? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's banging.
3: This is a big bang in my world, you know, like confetti now. This should be good. Yeah, you because know, in the in the end, God said it's all good,
0: right? So <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. When we get to the very end of the last six thousand years of the story, like everything is going along in a relatively understandable way. And oh, by the way, people who who think that there's no such thing as evolution, uh, there have been some changes in uh, society since the stories that are told in the Bible. You know things things are different. The way that we interact and the way that we move around, the way that we communicate, the things that we're involved, and in. there's a lot of stuff that's different. And it's it's been a change on top of another change on top of another change. And that is evolution. Yeah. The changes make things possible.
3: But I think that's a really good way, a sensible way to look at it because then it's like, this isn't just happening. You know, I mean, things are happening. Yes. But it's not happening to me. This is an unfoldment of many kinds. And, I, I always like to make sense of everything, you know, stop, look at it, make sense. But then there's so much happening, I can't make sense of it all. So I, I had to take a, t- a different perspective, a different track and say, now, wait a minute, this is not the evolution of one thing. It's an evolution of a complete picture.
2: Right. right. Because while it would be possible to fly a 747 in biblical times— Um, It would take uh, some very convenient geography in order to be able to land it. And it would not have been possible to refuel it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's so much. It takes so much and so many, which is another thing of mine, is to appreciate the differences among us. You know, not the obvious difference that people look at and get all freaked out about. But I'm talking about our gifts that what we bring to the world and how each is so important in the evolution of the very next thing. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody has to know how to do this and this and this in order for us to have these electric cars that are going to be the norm pretty soon and other things, you know, so it's, when you look at it and take it slow, evolution is a wonderful thing, but it, it needs everybody and every you know every gift
2: yeah and there's there's another pivot story in there let's take a break and then when we continue we will we will pivot from the big bang to the pivot (laughs) to the pivot is reverend bill letting you know that the practical prayer for real results class is now available on demand that's right you can take it at your own pace
3: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
2: We are having a conversation about the Big Bang to begin with, and you had also brought up that you wanted to talk about the pivot, which is switching from what has been up until now to what's coming next. And I think you tied them together. I think the pivot is about being able to change perspective and the, the the origin stories of the Big Bang, and in the beginning, there was darkness and void, and God said, let there be, are two different ways of looking at the creation, what brought us from there to here. And that's, in a lot of ways, the pivot. And one, you're looking at the whole big, huge span of history, and the other, we're looking at the growth and development and evolution of humanity and the way that we came about. And right before the break, you're talking about The way people bring different gifts Mm -hmm. and everybody has their own unique set of gifts and talents and skills and abilities, things that that fill them and feed them and things that scare them and, uh, uh, and make them turn and run or fight. And when we recognize that there's somebody who's different than we are, there is the possibility to go tribal, circle the wagons, want to defend ourselves and attack the other. And it is also possible to say, ah, there is the opportunity for God's gift to shine as that other person. And since they're willing to do it, I don't have to. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And to be able to embrace all of the differences and the diversity. And instead of defining it by how different it is than we are, look at what the gift is.
3: Yeah. And that's a mindset. It reminds me when I was pastoring. Uh, when people would join the church each Sunday, I was thinking something that most a lot of people don't always think. I'm looking out there thinking, wow, look at what God is bringing us. You know, wonder what they have. And then I would think it must be something that's being planned ahead because they're here and they're mm-hmm. bringing something that we don't have. And I used to really get into that, uh, but... And maybe I was into it by myself sometime, <laughs> but i I really believe that,
2: yeah, there's yeah. a brand new possibility is walking and sitting down in front of you all the time, right and if we if we start with judgment and say, "Well, how different is this than what I'm used to, and is this what I wanted, then we lose the possibility of finding out where the gift is,
3: yeah, how about it's gonna be different than <laughs> what you're used yeah. to right' it's, do you really want it to Be this. Listen, I got to tell you the same story. I was pastoring a church and I think I was out for two weeks or something. And I came back and they had changed all of the drapes and curtains in the fellowship hall. And they were so excited. And they, oh, the excitement you wouldn't imagine. And they said, Did you see it? And I'm thinking, I didn't see it, right? So I, you know, I quick made an excuse and went downstairs and I looked at it. They, the new ones were exactly the same as the old ones. <laughs> Color, everything. They just replaced them. And I thought, that's not how new goes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, you
3: know, when you said that, I thought about it. You, know, you have to be open for, like, new, new. You know, at least they were burgundy. At least you could have got gray or something. You know, yeah, something. Or
2: blue or something.
3: Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. The, when, when you replace a curtain with another curtain that's just like it, it's okay if it's a shower curtain because you replace the one with the mold and the mildew with the fresh new one. And it's got that vinyl smell to it. But, you know, that's that's about it.
3: That's about it. That's about it. So I had to... I had to come up with an excitement that wasn't real to. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Wow. Those are burgundy.
3: Oh, I just, you know, and and I did it really, I did a really good job, but I got the car and I'm like, Oh my God, this is not change. So that's, that's how the pivot, I think a lot about pivot because I've been at the point of pivot a lot. Right. And, and, I'm going to say specifically, since I've been studying with you, you were, became my teacher because you used that word. And you even use it in the prayer often. And yeah. I'm thinking, pivot. Okay, so I got to pivot, like, to what? <laughs> you say from, you know, what was here to here. It takes a little work, a little mm-hmm. energy, a little thought. But you can't skip it, right? It's it's like a pivotal point that makes either—this is the point that if you don't make that pivot, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. And, and we can stretch it out a little bit. The description uh, is from my friend Robert, e. McDon- Robert D. McDonald, who has four questions. And the first three are crucial to the pivot. The first question is, are you happy with the experience of life that you're having now, yes or no? It's a really simple question. It's a yes or no question. If you answer yes, then you're done. You don't need to change anything because mm-hmm. it's going along just fine. If the answer is no, then you go to question number two, which is what experience of life do I want to be having instead?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the pivot. As we're, you know, well, I've been feeling, am I, am I happy with my life as a way it is? No, I've been really lonely. So the answer is no. Okay, what do you want to have instead? Well, I want to have a life partner. I want to have a friend. I want to be part of a, Uh, a mahjong group, uh, you know, whatever that looks like uh, for you, then you can say that's what you want to have instead. And that sets us up for the third question is once you have it, how will you know that you have it? And that quantifies it. And it keeps you from getting getting into those stuff. I want to be happy. Okay. Well, once you're happy, how will you know you're happy? Because you know what? On a scale of happy to unhappy, all of us have a little bit of happy even on our unhappiest days.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So,
2: the idea is to very clearly identify once you have it, how will you know you have it? Yeah. And those are the three important ones. And then the fourth question, which turns into a whole spiritual practice, is what's keeping you from having it now?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and that dives deep into psychological issues and barriers and our resistance. And there's going to be forgiveness and surrender and allowing and opening. Uh, so, there's a, there's a lot of meat. In the fourth one, mm-hmm. but the first three are all about the intentionality and our experience and, uh, and and getting into the pivot.
3: Wow, that that's a whole section all by itself, a whole um, yeah, a whole body of work or energy work by itself.
2: Yep, yep, and so and that's that's the pivot, uh, and the term that we can use as we pivot as we're describing a story and telling a tale of woe about things that have not gone the way that we want them to go or uh how people have done us wrong or how we've been victimized by circumstances or whatever up until now Mm -hmm. you know i'm not good with money up until now i haven't been able to stop drinking up until now i've had a problem with my weight up until now and that's that lets us go through that process. Okay, what's the experience I want to be having instead? And we, we live in a universe where the creative power that creates everything is always saying yes. It only has one answer. It says yes. And if I say I don't want to be lonely, it hears lonely and says yes. Because that's all it's got to go with. Mm-hmm. We're defining our experience by what we don't like. And since that's the only description that we have, that's what it's going to say yes to. What does not lonely look like? Because it could look different. It could look like a huge family reunion. It could look like one other person who may or may not be of the opposite sex. (sighs) So
3: so let me get this straight then. What we're we're doing is being specific because when you say I don't want to be lonely or talk about what you don't want, I've always had trouble with that because if this is not what I want, it's just difficult to play that out. Until yeah. you just describe what you do want.
2: You right. Know? And, and we don't need to, to specify, you know, well, I want it to be her or I want it to be a tall, uh, leggy blonde. Or I want it to be this particular job working for that particular company making this amount of money. We can describe the sorts of things that we'd like to have. So the reason that I want it to be a tall leggy blonde is because I want to be together with somebody uh, who is the the, the height that uh, that matches mine um, and you know I have a predisposition to blondes so and when I'm around them, it makes me feel x, y, or z. Mm-hmm. Well, if we let go of, it, it's got to be a blonde, and it's I want to feel this way then there's a lot of latitude that gets opened up for the universe to give us exactly what it is that we're looking for. I have a friend who uh, was, he wanted a relationship, and he didn't have one. And he did a very specific exercise where he made a list. And he's very detail-oriented. The, the list was three pages long of what he was looking for in a life partner. And his wife, they've been married for years and years and years now, Uh, wrote a similar list, and in their three-page-long lists, there's, um, I think, he he was thinking of a blonde, and she's got dark hair, and he was thinking about somebody who's short and she's tall. But other than that, everything on the list matched up. Everything on the list matched up. And he doesn't now care what color her hair is because they are deliriously happy together and all he wants to do is be with her and be able to to do what he what he can to make her happy because that makes him happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the that's the important part of the the relationship. That's what's on the list. And by having that three pages of stuff, there's a lot of room for that goodness to show up. And that happens in so many different ways.
3: Yeah, it's that's a maturity though, you know, to mm-hmm. to know that what's important and what isn't. You, you don't. I don't think you know that until you start making the list.
2: Right. Well, I told you the story about my daughter when she was going to college, and, and actually she was about to graduate from Temple with a journalism degree. And she had one class left to go. And we said, well, where do you want to live and what do you want to do? She says, I don't know, but I don't want to live in Philadelphia, and I don't want to have anything to do with journalism and I, nothing— involved in showbiz. And she grew up in this teaching, so she knows the power of intentionality. And within weeks, she'd been contacted by a guy who was starting a TV show based on the arts in Philadelphia. And he'd been reading her writing for two years, and he recruited her. And she spent six years <laughs> working on his arts journalism project in Philadelphia. And loved it, mm-hmm. but all that was all she said. Philadelphia, arts, journalism.
3: So the okay. So your <laughs> your example demonstrates that you don't. The universe doesn't understand. Don't.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And if she and, wanted to, to have something different, then she would have had to say Midwest or at the beach or in the mountains or high altitude or uh, you know, some career field. You know, I want to get into auto mechanics, uh, <laughs> forestry.
3: So what's the problem with the universe not understanding don't? How is that? Because its I know it doesn't understand language and everything, but I mean, that's pretty clear. I don't want to live in Philly. So Technically, the universe would hear, live in Philly. Right. So you'd end up, but I don't want to live in Philly.
2: Okay. Well, what happens if you're right across the street from Philly? If you're on City Line Avenue and you're on the north side instead of on the south side, is that still Philly? Technically, it's not Philly, but it's still Philly. Yeah. Okay. Well, where do you want to live? Because <laughs> right. you can move into the suburbs and it's very difficult to rule out all of the possibilities in an infinite universe. Oh, okay. I don't want to live in Philly. Okay, so that leaves me an entire universe and that's even just, just narrow it down to land on planet Earth. There's still an awful lot of them. So is it the idea of Philly? Is it the flavor of Philly? Is it someplace that has never, has ever been named the the, the city of brotherly love?
3: I get it. <laughs> I really do. I, I really do get it. It's just that my friends and I often talk about this. It's a lot of work. You have to be specific because, you, you, okay, this is what we say. God gets it wrong. Spirit, and we're talking to spirit in our little, you know, lunch or whatever. Listen, listen you're not listening to this because <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is not for you because you usually get it wrong. So we'll talk about something else. But it, it feels like that. Like you got to be so sp- specific. Yeah. And that's kind of.
2: <sighs> and I, I have this experience with my family. So we decide we're going to go out to dinner. And they say, well, where do you want to go? I say, well, I don't want to go to Chinese food like I didn't say where do you not want to go I said where do you want to go because if you're going to rule out every cuisine and every restaurant within 50 miles it's going to take a long time how about if you give me three three places that would be okay Hmm. (laughs) okay 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 (laughs) Okay. and then we can get to yes and by the time you give me three of them and they're all three are Italian restaurants then I got a pretty good idea of what's going to make you happy yeah I got you okay Mm -hmm. all right You know stories. Yeah. them
3: right together. Got it. Yeah.
2: It's it's once you have it, how will you know that you have it? Well, because I will be full of meatballs. (laughs) 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 Let's take another break. And when we continue, we will do a prayer. And the prayer will be on pivoting from what was to what's next.
1: Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com.
3: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and it is prayer time.
2: It is prayer time, and we're going to do the Mad Libs-style prayer. Everything was going along blank and then suddenly blank. And that, and then suddenly is the pivot. There is the possibility for the next piece of the story to not be like the previous piece of the story. Everything was going along wonderfully and then suddenly it all went to hell. Everything was horrible. I was lonely and sad. And then suddenly he showed up. She showed up. I got connected with the group. There is a pivot that is always available. Whatever the circumstance that we're in now, we can pivot away from what has been and invite in something new. And it doesn't necessarily take any time. Transformation can happen instantaneously. If we're thinking, oh, well, I've been lonely and I want to find somebody, so I'm going to have to do this work on myself so that I can become deservable and worthy of having a relationship. And then I'm going to have to go to all of these places where people might be hanging out. People often think that they need to go to bars to meet people, but then the people you meet at bars and people who hang around to bars. So there's the whole process of it's going to take me some period of time before that can happen. And then uh, when, when all the pieces come together, I can do that. And in fact, it's possible to realize that we've been lonely, that we want to have a relationship, that we're, that we're we're open to having that significant other and meet somebody that day. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, sitting in a coffee shop, writing in our journal, realizing that's what we want to do. We look up and there that person is it can happen instantaneously. And it's the pivot about being able to look away from what's not working, from what's not serving us, and open to something new. So that's the prayer for each of us in our own way today. If there's a circumstance or a situation that hasn't been going to your liking, you can bring it to mind. And then we can open ourselves up to the transformation that's available and and realize that we're not doing it ourselves. We're turning our attention away from our small self to that infinite creative power that divine presence the one we call god or spirit or nature or the creator or the big bang or whatever it was that creative force that has created everything that exists that one power and presence that shares itself through and as and in every part of its creation everything is that divine love expressed in a unique and particular way that includes me that includes everyone who is listening to this prayer everything everyone everywhere is that divine creative presence expressed in its own way and so because we are part of that one creative power we are using that creative power to create this next new experience in our life by turning away from what's not working for us and identifying the feeling the tone the texture the flavor of that next experience that we desire by setting that as our intention we activate that infinite creative power we invite it to create that newness for us, to bring the people and the experiences and the prosperity and the circumstances together in a way that is uplifting and harmonious and joyous and what we describe as good. That power is acting now for each of us in our own way, differently for everyone, but unique and wonderful and exactly perfect for each one of us. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the way that the goodness is coming together. I'm grateful for the awareness of this creative process. I'm grateful to be able to speak this word of intention and release it into that same creative law that creates everything. And to know that that transformation is now underway. This good is happening now. So this deep feeling of thanks, I speak this word, I release it into that law, and I know that it's so. And so it is.
0: The Practical Prayer Podcast with Rev. Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com
1: Be-The-Light.com
0: Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results.
1: Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations,
0: weekly celebrations of spirit,
1: and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality
0: at newthoughtphilly.org.